Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Life Podcast. Number 96 with Kevin Morantz. Uh, kid's been absolutely killing it this year in 250 Nationals as a total privateer, and I uh, had to get him on the phone and talk to him and find out what's been going on and find out how his season went. We did one of these last year where we got into depth a little more about his background, coming from Kansas and everything else. So check that out if you want to know more about Kevin and his history of growing up and everything else. Uh, thank you, FXR Racing, designed by racers for racers. X 30 is the code to save at FXRRacing.com. Thanks to those guys for stepping up. They help out a lot of privateers, uh, whether it's Jerry Robin, whether it's Kyle Cunningham, uh, whether it's Phil up in Canada, although he's maybe not so much. Uh, thank you to um, FXR for making it happen. Thank you, Race Tech as well. Pulp19 is the code to save. Please, people, get your suspension serviced. Get your oil changed, get your bushings done, get your seals done and all of that, and, and help your bike help you. And Race Tech can do it. Pulp 19 is a code to save. They will dial you in. Of course, they've been around forever doing suspension and motors for a ton of racers over the years. Thank you. Also presented by Namira. Namira's industry-leading top-end repair kits offer everything you need to rebuild your top-end at a price that will keep you riding every Weekend, no matter what budget you have, from the from the professional racer to the privateer garages, Namira has you and your wallet covered. They offer a full line of cast and forged pistons for every MX application you can think of. Namira.com, N-A-M-U-R-A.com. Thanks to Skosh. Skosh is a proud sponsor of the Rockstar Energy Husky team. Visit Skosh.com, S-C-O-S-S-C-H-E.com. Use the code PULP25 at checkout. Save 25% off your purchase. Their products are inspired by a passion for cool vehicles, amazing sounds, and the great outdoors. Thanks to Skosh. They're also going to give Moran's a little care package. And thank you, Maxis. Privateer AJ Cantanzaro using Maxis to go out there and make Supercross main events. And uh, great mountain bike tires as well for the folks at Maxis. They've actually crushed it. I love the, uh, the Minion front. Uh, out here with the hard pack and the the uh, bit of a uh, bit of uh, rocks minion seems to work perfect. So thanks to Maxis, Maxis.com. Uh, MXST tire uh, is out, developed by Jeremy McGrath, and uh, please check them out when you're in line for a high end tire. This is Maxis's answer to that. So really appreciate you people listening to this. Really appreciate uh, Moran's making the time for this, and uh, thanks for listening. Appreciate it. All right, here he is, Kevin Moran's. And now, as promised, on the FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Life Pod, this is number 96. This man's uh, certainly been uh, ca- uh, opening some eyes this summer in 250 Motocross Nationals, really doing well, big improvement over last year, and uh, really a lot of times the top privateer each and every weekend. From Kansas, it's Kevin Morans. What's up, Kevin? How are you, man? Oh, I'm doing good. How about yourself? I'm good. Thank you for doing this. Appreciate it. Uh Enjoy your weekend off this weekend, man. You've earned it. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's been uh, it's been a pretty good season so far. So uh, we'll just keep putting in work and uh, yeah, have have a good time this weekend. Yeah, it uh, exactly. Like it's been a tough season. Like I was just talking to, I forget who it was, and they were telling me that stretch of oh, it was Burner Michael Byrne. That stretch of uh, WW Redbud uh, just abs- uh, and Southwick just absolutely like drained him. The riders, the whole team, and everything. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty gnarly. And it was actually my first year, I mean, obviously doing Florida because that was a new round, but it was my first year to Southwick as well. And then Redbud was gnarly as always. So, yeah, it was pretty difficult. Yeah, it. Uh, you were good, though, at the WW, I thought, man. Were you feeling it? Like, did, you looked like you were, you know, making up time on guys and kind of slowly, steady moving forward. Your fitness must be pretty good. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's actually been really good. I've actually, and it, I mean, it helped obviously being down at the goat farm, mm-hmm. uh, training in the heat. So I think I think that kind of gave me a little bit of an edge. But yeah, I mean, I mean, I just I wanted it in that second moto because 
I was very close in the first one. I uh, literally missed getting points by about half a bike length. So I just knew I really wanted to put it, put it up there in the second moto and had a good good run going and uh, made some good passes and whatnot. I was actually hanging with a couple of the factory dudes. And then towards the end of the moto is kind of where I feel like I shine a little bit because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I do have pretty good conditioning and I've been putting in the work. So I was actually kind of catching Peters a little bit, but I, I didn't have enough time to get up to him and make a move. But, uh, no, it was definitely – I think it was kind of a turning point for my season. Yeah, absolutely. Um, have you you'd never been to Washuga before, right? Uh, no, that was my first time. So uh, you went um, eighteen twenty two. Now, yeah, I gotta say, like, I've been to Washuga for so long, and to this year's track seemed to have more traction than in years past. I know they dropped they dropped some topsoil on it, but did you find yourself like freaking out about? the slipperiness and trying to find traction and everything else? Um, a little bit. I honestly was kind of, cause I, I heard all the stories going into the race yeah. about how bad it is, how hard packed. And I was actually kind of excited cause that's more or less what I kind of grew up on. Mm-hmm. Um, in Kansas, Missouri, it's just, it's that clay kind of dirt. Um, and it gets hard like that. So it was, it was a lot better than I was expecting, but, um, no, I, I don't think I, I panicked too much. I actually kind of had quite a bit of confidence coming in, uh, to the race because I knew it was probably going to be more suitable for kind of what I grew up on. Mm-hmm. But no, I mean, I thought the track was pretty fun. It was obviously pretty hard to race on uh, pretty one line. So p- making passes like, like, cause I've been listening to the podcast. Uh, you definitely had to set it up pretty, pretty far in advance. Yeah, absolutely. The, the whole thing is people, well, first of all, they dropped a lot of topsoil on, uh, on there, which I think made a difference from years past. You still got to slow down to go fast though. Yeah, yeah, that was, it, I mean, it's tricky, man. It is because as soon as you you get into that mix and you know the intensity is so high that you want to just go as fast as you can, and sometimes it, it ends up biting you. Yeah, it it really does. Um, yeah, it's it's uh, I mean, I I I was telling people how hard it is to pass, and I've heard that from a lot of guys, and it was a cool race, but there wasn't much going on, like. But, I mean, look, all the people, they start screaming about, uh, oh, Eli Tomac passed all these guys and everything else, and, and I get it. Um, but, uh, you know, for sure that they – Eli Tomac's unique and amazing. Like, don't use him as the example that you can pass really easy. <laughs> yeah, man, he's been killing it. So, yeah, did you find that same thing, like just hard to get by a guy? Yeah, yeah, because it was actually, uh, you know, it's pretty cool because – I got a pretty good start in the first one. I ended up making just a few mistakes uh, in the first couple laps, and I noticed because I don't know who it was. I think it was um, – I think Cantrell got around me, and then uh, I think Amar, and then I know Alves kind of scooted around me too. And so it was kind of Alves and I, and we were battling for – it was. It took me a solid probably five or six laps to find my way around him. He's been riding really well. But, yeah, it was just – it was tough to, to – actually make the move because if you just rode the inside line yep the i would say the more main line and mm-hmm. rode it good without making mistakes it was very tough to, to get around somebody yeah it uh it was tough and so i don't want to hear those people yelling and screaming about bogle coming from the back or, or tomac or whatever like beat it right so yeah um cool scenery huh cool place to go cool place to be did you like it i did and i was actually like kind of pumped because uh, yeah, I mean, I hadn't really been out that way very often, obviously being from Kansas. 
And, uh, yeah, the scenery is really cool, all the, the mountains and the trees and whatnot. And I actually wanted to go out and kind of maybe explore a little bit after the races uh, before my flight on uh, Saturday evening. And I was all excited to do that, and I literally sat in traffic for over two hours trying to get out of there. I know that's the it's really bad. It's definitely a place that isn't isn't ideal that way, you know. Um, no. <laughs> did you make your flight? I had to go straight to the airport. I wanted to go to the hotel and shower, but I did not even have the opportunity. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Um. All right. Uh, look, you got three points all of last year, and yeah, and, and yeah. you know you did a good job. You worked hard. You rode hard. You got three points. This year, uh, 28 points. What's been the difference for you, man? Um, honestly, because last year I was I was just, you know, in the van. Um, literally drove. I did. I skipped. Uh, I did all the rounds besides Southwick and Washougal last mm-hmm. year. Um, so it was just in the van. I didn't really have any program in between the week or in between the races because you're driving from ra- uh, race to race. I would try to hit. You know, the gym every once in a while. Never had a personal trainer, and I never had really a training program going into that. Um, and this year, you know, having the opportunity to come down here and train at the goat farm, I think that's made a big difference is just having an actual program, being able to ride during the week and, you know, get to the races in a timely manner instead of, you know, driving all the way across mm-hmm. the country. It, it makes a big difference uh, cardio-wise and then obviously just experience of training. So, you know, n- Going from, you know, so pretty much my background is I went through public high school. Like, I actually went all the way through high school, played mm-hmm. football and whatnot. So I never really got to go train and, like, stay somewhere, with which a lot of these kids now are doing to, yeah. uh, these days. Oh, for sure. So going into my first season of outdoors last year, yeah, like I said, I was just driving around. And then, you know, just having a program this year has been, been a big deal for me. Um, yeah, well, weren't you at the Go Farm last year? No, this is uh, my first year. Well, I, like, I got down here and okay. like, right before Supercross. Oh, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. I thought you were there last year a little bit, but maybe not. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's got to just be, you know, like, a guy like Jerry. Jerry drives around and, you know, he doesn't want to do the Teddy Parks experience. And he wants, and I get it. It's cheaper. But, man, like you said, having a base, having a program, you know, and going home and, you know, flying like that, it's just, it's so much better. But I guess, you know, if you can't afford it, you can't afford it. But, man. It really makes life easier. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing is, like, I was actually, it's kind of funny you say that. I was listening to that podcast before you called. Um, but, no, Jerry's a, he's a good dude. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I kind of I understand where he's coming from. It probably is a little bit cheaper. Yep. Um, but the biggest thing that, that I saw value in it is, you know, being able to train during the week and whatnot and doing what you need to be able to do. But at the same time, it's, the expenses of driving all the way across the country, you know, from fuel, the time that it takes, it, it's not so much that it's just, I feel like it's convenience too. Mm-hmm. Like it's just, it's, a, oh, it's yeah. a lot less on your body to, to be able to do it the other way. But yeah, yep. I mean, at the same time, I, I trust me, I know the struggles of, of being a privateer. So uh, mm-hmm. it's just working on marketing yourself and just trying to get the people to, to support you pretty much. Dude, you're going to lose that 346 number next year if you keep this up. Nice work. I, I know. That's what everybody, that's what everybody keeps saying. It's, uh, it's pretty cool. I think uh, I was actually looking at uh, all the points from Supercross and Motocross this past year with my brother last night, and uh, 
I think right now I, I think I should have a two-digit number. It's just uh, we'll see how low we can get it. Yeah, absolutely, right? FXR Racing, use the code PulpMX30 to save at FXRRacing.com, designed by racers for racers. Uh, many guys out there, including Phil. Phil wears FXR. That's all you need to know, everybody. And Racetech Suspension, thanks to Racetech for coming on board. Of course, uh, they do motors and suspension for a lot of riders out there, including uh, Jerry Robin and Michael Lessie up in Canada is on fire right now with race tech suspension. Thanks to Namira Pistons, uh, Namira.com. Uh, please check them out. They're industry-leading top-end repair, top repair kits. Offer everything you need to rebuild your top-end at a price that'll keep you riding every weekend. And Max's Tires, MXST, out now, developed by the king, Jeremy McGrath, used by AJ Cantanzaro. And Skosh. Skosh is a family-owned and operated company, Rockstar Husky, using their products. Skosh.com. Use the code PULP25. At checkout to save 25% off your purchase. Uh, Kevin, the guys at Scotia are going to give you a little uh, package. So I need to get your address when we get off the air. And uh, they're going to give you a little privateer audio package. So thanks to the guys oh, at Scotia. Oh, sweet. Yeah. It'll make, yeah, thanks. It'll make it easier uh, working on your bike or working out or whatever. So, for um, sure. Hey, um, you switch gear for the outdoors. You're fly racing. What, uh, what was behind that decision? Yeah. So when I kind of got on the custom power sports deal for Supercross, Mm-hmm. Um, this past year, uh, that was kind of part of the the program was to be within with the the fly racing team, uh, fly, fly racing gear, and then for uh, outdoors, uh, more more kind of on my own program, mm-hmm. um, getting a little bit of support from those guys, and obviously I got some pretty good people behind me, but more or less, uh, yeah, just doing it as a privateer, but sticking with fly, uh, they treat me really well, and you know I'm loving the product right now. Oh, that's good. Um, yeah, did you get the 2020 stuff for this weekend? Yeah, dude, it was pretty sweet. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's pretty rad. I can't wait to get some more of it. And uh, yeah, it's pretty good, pretty good stuff. Um, hey, so what did you think of your Supercross season? You jumped in late, right? Yeah, um, I was actually. I mean, I can't, I can't, I can't be down on it. Uh-huh. Let's put it that way. I, I'm coming through Arena Cross uh, in 2018. Um, you know, being a podium guy in the lights class and having several heat race wins in the AX class. You know head-to-head battling with Lowe's and Hayes and them, um, obviously a little bit off the pace, but right there with him. It, I had a lot of confidence coming into Supercross. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, I ended up having an injury in November, which helped me out from riding until uh, around the beginning of February, which is actually when East Coast started. Yep. So I couldn't. I obviously couldn't start the season then. So we got into it, just got, got my feet wet a little bit, started at Daytona. Um, had a pretty good showing, just didn't quite make the main. And then, uh, the second one in Indy made the main and then made the main after that in, uh, Nashville. Uh, so, I mean, I had probably four supercross races, uh, as a complete rookie and, you know, making two mains. Mm-hmm. I felt like I had a pretty good showing, but I know that, uh, I'm really excited for this next year. I'm, I'm, I know I'll be able to put up some results for sure. What'd you hurt? What'd you do? I broke my tip fib. Oh, okay. All right, just simple crash yeah. or what, a big one or what happened? Um, yeah, it was just a little bit slippery out, and yeah, just the, I landed awkward. Uh, I kind of came off of a jump sideways and yep. had to get away from the bike, and it didn't didn't go well. <laughs> oh, dumb, bummer! And immediately you're like, oh, there goes Supercross. Oh, there we go. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> the thing was, like, I had fifteen, what, fifteen, sixteen years of racing. I've never broken a bone. I was the first. Oh, really? You know, oh, wow. I've ever broken. Yeah. So I've always been a pretty pretty consistent pretty lucky guy to be honest yep. um and just keep it on two wheels but yeah just a little little bit slick and um just kind of went south but you know yep uh my trainer 
through and kind of helped me rehab it all, and we're 100% yep. now, and it actually feels really good, so I'm excited. What do you think you're better at, Supercross or Motocross? Um, I'm, I'm, I've always been more of an indoor guy, especially, you know, my showing in arena cross. Uh, I feel like I'm, I'm going to be pretty good in Supercross this year. At least I have a lot of confidence myself, um, and then hopefully the, the results will follow. But I would have to say I'm probably more of an indoor guy, but mm-hmm. – I don't know. I've stepped it up a lot this year in outdoors, so I yeah. can't really. I, I don't know, <laughs> dude. It's kind of cool when you look at the points. Now, this and the five dollars will get you a coffee at Starbucks. But when you look at the points for the season for this year for outdoors, I mean, Nick Gaines is twenty third overall. You're twenty fifth. Alves twenty sixth. Jerry twenty seventh. But it's all factory dudes, all of them, yeah. uh, except for Gaines in twenty three. Uh, and, and Nick's ridden really well. And then you know you're twenty eight points. Like you're. God, well, first of all, two things come to mind. One, holy shit, there's a lot of factory guys. And two, uh, and that's not counting Mitchell Falk or Pierce Brown or, or Covington uh, or Cantrell. And two, like, that's got to feel pretty good to be right in that mix. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, I can, couldn't be happier, especially, you know, coming off of three points last year and, you know, being happy to get into the points to come in this year and have 28 points in just six rounds mm-hmm. and and not even – I don't know. Like I, I feel stoked about it, but I know I have a lot more in me. Yep. So, you know, it, I, I feel like there's a lot of potential there, and I, I just want to, you know, keep going after it. It's funny because you end up with Alves or Jerry a lot, don't you find? <laughs> yeah, I, I notice that all the time, especially because I remember Jerry. Uh, I was, I think I saw him at at Red Bud later in the moto, and then yeah, I was, I was battling with Alves uh, both motos actually this past weekend. Yeah, it, it's just, yeah, I'm always, I, and especially in the 250 class, I always kind of keep an eye on the guy, the first one or two guys that don't have factory stuff. I always, like, watch and be like, okay, because, man, it, money rules in that class when it comes to your motor package. And for privateers, that you guys don't have that. I mean, I'm sure you have a good bike, but, you know, it's not on the level of a lot of the guys around you. So I always pay attention. I'm like, oh, yeah, look at that guy doing the, doing the uh, most with the least, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, uh, it's actually been – he's the one that came out with me to Washougal is uh, Tom Zahn. He's my motor guy. So he's been killing it and helped me out quite a bit. But, yeah, man, it's it's tough. But, you know, I've actually – I've looked into it a little bit and I made sure that, you know, it's kind of a gold mine to make sure that I'm, you know, I don't want to say the best, but I'm the best performing privateer uh, on the weekend. And the past four motos in, the row, in, in a row I've been the – the first privateer so it's been pretty solid and uh just hopefully keep getting better what was that first moto like at millville obviously you did pretty well but what was that like yeah oh man it was it was fun but at the same time it, it was actually a bummer for me because that should have been a probably a top 10 ride for me because i was 12th i think in mm-hmm. the on the probably the third lap and i was going uh it was after mount martin that we only went halfway up yep right after that um my bike, you know, when a bike starts to sound like it's going to lock up, like it just, it like bogged down kind of. Yep. And like I was wide open, not really going anywhere on the third lap. And I was just like, I was heartbroken because I was like, oh my goodness, this is going to be the best ride that I've ever had. So I ended up having to pull off the track a little bit. And I was just like, kind of like going through my head, like what's going on? Like I'm stomping on the rear brake, hoping it just lets up. And then I lost probably about four or five positions, and then finally my rear brake let loose. Something must have just been jammed in there. Oh, and oh then my. got back into it and went for it. And got back up to 12th by the end of it. But 
it would have been pretty nice. I'd be interested to see where I was if uh, if I didn't have that that deal happen. Yeah, absolutely. It was crazy. Like with Henry Miller and Teasdale uh, and Zane Merritt yourself, like privateers were just killing it at Millville. Yeah, short. Like, dude, it was it was pretty cool. I I always like seeing us do good, and uh, you know, there's a lot of a lot of us out there. So. Yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty sweet. I don't know what it was. Maybe the mud is a great equalizer, but it wasn't even that muddy. It wasn't that bad. Dude, it surprised me. Like, I, you weren't there, were you? No, I wasn't, but I saw I, I saw Justin Cooper's Snapchat, and it looked like uh, everyone should be building an ark in the morning. <laughs> yeah, it was like a hurricane at the beginning right. of the day. Like, I was, I was absolutely shocked with how good the track was for the amount of rain that we had. Mm-hmm. Um, so, hey, with all this kind of – these points you're getting, everything else, are you starting to network a little bit and meet some riders and managers and, and people like that like that, that could help you down the road? Like I, I, you know, I, I don't imagine too many people know who you are, um, you know, but how's that going? Are you starting to feel like you're getting a little more attention? Uh, yeah, I definitely feel like the attention's coming, and, you know, hopefully my results will will create the attention. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I've been, I've been trying to do what I can. Um, I'm actually going to make a, a pretty big push these last three outdoors to make sure that I introduce myself around. But I've introduced myself to, to a couple people. I mean, the biggest thing is, is knowing the right person to talk to. Um, that's something I've, I kind of struggle with, just having the proper connections to, right. to make these deals happen and whatnot. So, I mean, the worst thing that happens is people say no. So, you know, you just got to go up, put yourself in front of them, and um, – Hopefully that, you know, somebody will come up with an opportunity. Yeah, absolutely right. I mean, I always tell people, like, I had a, a guy vent to me, you know, like, oh, these, you know, I'm beating factory guys and, and, and no one will talk to me or no one knows who I am and I'm beating some factory dudes here and there. And I'm like, yeah, you just got to shove it in their face a lot, a lot with results. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, that's it. That's how you do it. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, like, because I've been listening to the podcast in the past, um, the way kind of Zane said it, that, you know, he doesn't want to be the guy that, like, in- annoys people and whatnot. Um, I mean, I kind of agree with that as well. But at the same time, you just you have to put yourself out there and make yourself known because, I mean, realistically, somebody's not usually, unless you just are completely killing it, somebody's right. not just going to come up and, you know, give you a contract. No, so no. They, you, you have to make yourself known. And, you know, the worst thing that people, and trust me, I've learned it, uh, a lot when I was younger, when I kind of started taking over my pro- my own program and trying to raise my own money to be able to to be able to race, even is going from you know literally business to business in Kansas with my resume, yep. you know, seeing who who can support me and whatnot. You get told no a lot, but you know, all it takes is that one guy that says yes. Yeah, well, and I think part of it too, managers are busy and and everything else. They want to make sure that you're like a normal, nice guy, also, and not a weirdo. So you know, you do need yeah. to talk to them. You need to need to be polite and you know, ask them questions or whatever, you know? So all of that is part of it, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Being like being able to talk and being able, not being, you know, awkward and whatnot, it's something that uh, a lot of a lot of racers are getting better with, but um, I know that there are some, some socially awkward individuals probably yeah, out uh-huh. in the industry. So yeah. well, um, it's nice to, to kind of have that background of going through public school and whatnot and having the social skills. Sure. Uh, along with the marketing skills to kind of, you know, ramp up my program. Kevin Moran's on the FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Life, number 96. As we spoke about, it's it's expensive, but you you are doing Privateer Island Life the right way to try to get the best results while you can, you know. Um, and it's certainly looking like it's going to pay off for, for 2020 with a national number and, 
and a career best in uh, in results. Um, let's talk about the goat farm a little bit. What's it like? How's Jeannie? Like, I went there one time in ninety. <laughs> I went there in ninety nine. This is before Ricky didn't uh-huh. li- before Ricky didn't like me. I went there with Red Dog, uh-huh. and and Ricky, we did three thirties in August in the sand. It's some sand track with the with the uh, grass growing everywhere, and um, Rick Ricky did three thirties. Ferry did two thirties and a half of a moto before he punched out. JT only did the two, and he couldn't do it anymore. And then, dude, we got back, and Jeannie started yelling at him because he didn't do his turns. It's like, dude, it's so hot. He did three thirties, and he's leading the points outdoors. I'm pretty sure his turns are good. Short story, she's gnarly. She's gnarly. Yeah, she she keeps you accountable, that's for sure. It's it's never fun when you're on your second 30 and you have a do-over at 15 minutes and you have to restart it. Yeah, yeah. Right? That's definitely the way Jeannie, that's the way Jeannie rolls, but, you know, it's, it's tough, and yep. that's exactly what I need. So, yeah. you know, I'm all about it. Um, I love doing it, and, you know, I'm, I'm here for the long haul, so. Right. Does... It's, it's interesting though, like Ricky, because Ricky will come out whenever he can. Obviously, he's a busy guy, but yeah, Jeannie's very accountable and she's very. Uh, you got to do it. You got to do it. Right. Kind of deal. So when it starts at nine, like you're, you got to be there by nine, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like sometimes uh, it's actually kind of funny because you know we'll be there and she's like, all right, gate drops at nine thirty. And we're all kind of just like getting ready, getting out of the track, and like because you kind of want to do a sight lap before you start a moto. Yeah. And we'll be like half of us will be on a sight lap, and the gate dropped, and she's like, "Well, you guys missed it. Come on." <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it uh, it's got to be gnarly. So, who's there right now? Joey, yourself, who else? Uh, yeah, right now, like professional wise, pros, it's just Joey and I. Mm-hmm. Um, Martin, Martin was here. I don't think he's, he's not here anymore or down at the farm anymore. Um, and then just a couple of amateur kids, um, Colt Magaman, Dylan Greer, um, Pat, and then uh, that's about it right now, to be honest. But I'm sure it'll, it'll kind of get stacked back up for Supercross. Um, so how how close do you have your days where you can you can keep Joey in sight? You have your j- days where he doesn't pull you too bad and then uh, are there days where he just works you when you get depressed because i mean again you're on a 250f he's on a 450 <laughs> and he's joey savachi yeah yeah no joey rips uh he's always good and he's uh, it's nice having somebody like that around you know what i mean not only to push you but just to kind of learn from watch and uh you know i always like getting tips and stuff if if he's got ideas of things that i need to try kind of deal it's it's all a good deal but i mean yeah i mean i'm on a stock 250 uh here with over a hundred hours on the fer- on the bike, so uh, I don't think that you know keeping him in my sights is is always going to happen. But no, I've actually been riding pretty good lately. Uh, I can I not running the same lap times as him, but um, no, I've been running good and uh, it's pretty good to see progress. Yeah, it, I mean, it's just one of those things where it's you gotta you you gotta stop yourself from getting beat down mentally, right? Like you just got to be like, hey, like he's a factory rider on a four fifty. You know, he's a Supercross winner, national winner. Like, does it get depressing sometimes, or does he just lay the wood to you? Or, or you know what I mean? Like, how, how, mentally, how is that for you? Um, no, I like it, honestly. Like, I like to, I like it having somebody better than me uh, at, at the practice track because it gives me something to push towards instead of, you know, me being, say, the best one and then 
you know, slacking off at times. It, it really keeps you accountable. Obviously, Jeannie will do that too. But, you know, I, I don't think it gets me down at all because, I mean, yeah. you have to realize, like, it's Joey Savacci. Right, and, right. Okay. And he's yeah. on a factory 450. But, mm-hmm. no, it's uh, – it's been good, I think, and then uh, you know I've been running pretty good lap times, and you know getting a little bit closer here and there, so it's, right. it's pretty good. What do you like to do off the bike? Is it just cycling? Uh, no, I do. I mean, I do enjoy cycling, mm-hmm. um, road biking, and mountain biking for sure. But um, I also do some gym program stuff with uh, my personal trainer Drew, mm-hmm. uh, Momentum Fitness down here in Tally. Uh, but yeah, you know. It's kind of it's kind of a mix. I mean, it's kind of tough during the season. Obviously, you don't want to do too much. There's a lot of people that kind of get overworked, um, and that's kind of one thing I've been learning this year too, is um, is just kind of maintaining it through the season instead of just working yourself to the ground and having nothing for yeah. for the races on the weekends. Right. But no, it's definitely finding a, a happy medium of you know some gym stuff, some core, some, mm-hmm. and then also obviously cardio is a big one. Right. So. Does Ricky ride much? Have you seen him on the bike much? Yeah, dude. <laughs> like, that's actually the, the the funniest part is, like, when I got down here, uh, obviously, like, I'm a kid getting into the pro scene, and I'm getting ready to train at Ricky Carmichael's place. Like, yeah, that's pretty cool. I was right. pretty pumped. Um, and I come down here, and, you know, he saw me through arena cross. I had a lot of confidence on anything kind of super cross, indoorsy kind of stuff mm-hmm. because I was, you know, hitting the podium in, in arena crosses. And when I came down here, like, he's a good guy. We both kind of have a sense of humor. So I was giving him crap about, you know, how I was ready to take him on the Supercross track and whatnot. <laughs> so when I got down there, and, you know, my first couple of days on the Supercross track, you know, I was giving him some crap. And he comes out there and is literally just running circles around me. It was he's, – yeah. he's an unreal dude. I mean, yeah, he can probably only last a few laps. Right, right. His speed's still insane. Yeah, it's still not a problem. The, the speed is still there, not not an issue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, Very talented. Very hey, talented. Joey finally broke through at Washougal. It was good to see because I know he's not a fan of mine, and that's fine. I don't really care one way or another. But – I, as a guy that covers the sport, it had to be so frustrating for him. Either he could crash or the or he had a bike issue. He, he couldn't put two motos together for the longest time since pretty, pretty much high point. Uh, finally did it at Washougal, but has he been frustrated or is he pretty even keel uh, week to week? Um, I honestly, I don't think he's, I mean, yeah, he's probably not been super happy. Um, but at the same time, I think he would probably be more frustrated if everything was kind of on him and not. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I. I honestly haven't really been watching the 450 class. So I don't really know what happens to him every week. But I've heard that he's been having kind of some bike issues and just this happening, that happening. So. Mm-hmm. Um. But no, I mean, he, he yeah. seemed like he was in a, a better mood this week. Let's put it that way. <laughs> one. Yeah, he should be for sure. Two whole shots and everything else. Um. Yeah. One of the things I think with being a professional, uh, week in and week out a veteran, is you can't get too high, you can't get too low on your results, yeah. right? you agree? Yeah. Yeah, oh, 100%. Like, when – because, like, my very first outdoor was obviously kind of rough this year. Um, like, I couldn't get low on that. I couldn't – I mean, he's obviously a little bit different level than me, but – like. But, no, like, same exactly thing. Like I mean, said. you're like, still striving to be – you know, you're in a professional class, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, strive to be at that level uh, someday, but – at the same time, like, I completely agree with that. Like, you can't be too low on if you have a bad day. And if you have a good day, you can't just be like, you can't, you got to take it with a grain of salt. You have to just be like, all right, well, let's just keep doing it. Yeah. Kind of deal. 
it's such a I make fun of it on my Instagram and all that, but you really do have to trust the process. Seriously, it's it's so yeah. it's so cliche, but you you're working with Jeannie Carmichael. She's putting you through a program that has worked for many many riders. You know that you're doing the work. You're not cheating yourself. And whatever happens on the weekend happens on the weekend. But you got to know that you're being being prepared the best. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um. So all right, so. What, uh, what's what been your best race this year, do you think? Obviously, Millville First Moto was your best result, but what do you think has been the best race you've had? Um, The best race would probably be, oh, there's one. Uh, I mean, Florida kind of stands out in my mind just because, like, I started not super far up there, but I actually made some good passes on some really good riders um, and then hung with the, the factory guys for a while, then, you know, coming being strong at the late in the moto and you know seeing peters on my sights and seeing me catch him just a little bit here and there every lap um that was a, that was a big moto for me and i really think that was my best ride because that kind of you know gave me the confidence like all right well we can do it let's just keep doing it kind of deal yeah and, uh it's kind of giving me some some momentum yeah it, it's it's such a such a funny sport that way right like moto to moto confidence <laughs> like yeah um you just yeah it, it Little tiny gains each moto is what you're looking for, whether it's uh, uh, the second half of a moto, the first half of a moto, you put the start together, whatever it is, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, what about off-season? What do you got plans for off-season? Um, I'm actually kind of hopefully kind of starting to work on that. Um, you know, team-wise, hopefully there's a, an opportunity that comes up or something for Supercross, but regardless, I'm just going to be kind of figuring out where I'm going to go next year, uh, whether – I stay on Cowies or if I don't stay on Cowies or, you know, going into next season, I mean, regardless, if nothing comes up, I'll be doing probably East Coast 250. Um, Not sure exactly what, you know, all the the details are with that, but, Mm -hmm. you know, regardless, I'm going to be racing Supercross and then hopefully hopefully I can just make the the connection and get some support and, uh, you know, have an opportunity to prove myself. Yeah, absolutely. So you're willing to jump a brand or whatever it takes to get a rod. Oh, dude, I I would not care at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not picky. You know, an opportunity is an opportunity, and uh, I'm going to take it for you know what it's all that's worth. And, yeah. You know, prove that prove that I have it. Are you um, are you looking forward to the last three? Which of the tracks of the last three are you looking forward to the most? Um, probably Ironman, just because I did all the or I did ten rounds last year and I made all the motos and whatnot besides that Iron Man I got screwed over because of the oh, I know, right? So I'm looking to actually race that that track. Um yeah, Iron Man wow. Well, it's probably gonna be a shithole again, right? It just always is. Cause of, <laughs> but dude, dry dry, it looks like an awesome track. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it was unreal. Like because we were sitting on the line, and we're, I was in A group. So B group goes out there, and we know the rain's kind of coming, and they get probably four or five laps in, uh, and it's decent. Like, the track had just been scraped and whatnot. It hadn't rained that morning very much, and it literally just starts downpouring on us. And I, I don't even know what to think at that point. Like, it's raining so hard. <laughs> oh, it was unreal. And then, I mean, I did everything I could, but I wasn't even close. Yeah. No, it wasn't, wasn't much you were going to do there, right? No. Uh, how no. much how much Pulpamex fantasy do you hear from fans? Or um, I hear a little bit. I'm I'm starting to get up up there a little bit. Um, but 
like kind of how you guys have been talking, you know, I've kind of been that guy that's been putting up results, but kind of keeps getting looked over, you know? Yeah, yeah no, because you haven't been like a, a, the top scorer any weekend, but I guarantee you've been very consistent in your scores. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but no, it's actually, it's kind of funny. I mean, I'm sure all the riders deal with it. I can't. Can't yeah. imagine who doesn't. But it's funny when people come up to you and they don't even ask you, like, "Oh, how you doing?" It's just like, "Yeah, so how you feeling today? What What do you think you're gonna be?" You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you, like, yeah, they don't even care about how you're doing, right? No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's funny though. Yeah. I enjoy it. No, hey, you know what? It's all part of the the whole attention, and it's not all good. Sometimes it's negative, you know. Like, uh, but it's. In the end, you're getting some attention for your rides and for your results, and then you're also having people have expectations on you, which is never a bad thing, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So but no, I mean, I I appreciate it. I appreciate anybody that comes up, talks to me, says hi. Right. It's uh, it's cool, you know. Right. Uh, Monster Cup for you? What do you think? Grab a four fifty. Dude, I I've been actually thinking about that whether I'm going to do it on my two fifty. Uh, yeah, you could do that too. If yep. I can find if I if I can find somebody you know to help out with a four fifty or even let me ride their four fifty, that'd be pretty sweet. Because I did it last year on a two fifty, um, and it was like I just gotten on Cowies and had no experience with Supercross really, and uh, I think I was just a, four spots out in the LCQ uh, from getting to the the actual night show, so I was close. And I definitely think that you know I'd be in that in that show this year if I yeah. can find a way to get there. Well, maybe you can ride Blue Crew. I got a Blue Crew in the garage. <laughs> hey, I'd be interested. Yeah, yeah, maybe we can work out a deal. You fly out, we'll do some suspension for you. You can have the bike and see how you do. So bingo. Um, I know, oh, get, jumping on a a KX250 to a YZ450 is quite a jump. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but hey, you never know. Yeah, you never know, man. Yeah. Um, Kevin Morant's brought to you by uh, uh, Maxis, Namira, and Skosh on the Privateer Island Life. Uh, also, FXR and Race Deck, of course. Thanks to those companies for making it happen. And uh, really appreciate it. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate the time, uh, Kevin. Absolutely. Like I said, you're so much better this year. Uh, and I'm glad to see it. Small confidence. Um, and, and, and against those factory bikes, it's no joke what you've been doing in the outdoors. So, uh, absolutely been, uh, been doing well. And keep it up, man. Six more to go, and then you can, then you can have some rest. Yeah, I appreciate it. I really do. Um, I appreciate the opportunity, and uh, yeah, I'm excited. Awesome, man. Well, no problem. Uh, Keep it up down the road. We'll see you at the races, man. Thanks. Yep, for sure. Thanks, man. Bye.